Hello everyone, I am Marcibel and this is the Marcibel Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Marcible Podcast, a podcast for Blacks and Asians and those who love them. This is Mo. Actually, no, that's not the right jingle. Hello, it's been a very long day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Marcible Podcast, um, a podcast about culture and cultural nomad designed for Blacks and Asians and those who love them. I am your host, Marcible um, Nigerian born, US educated, Korean speaking, struggling intellectual today. I have a very rare opportunity for having house guests and I like when I have people come over because I love to host, it's one of my greatest strengths. And I met her at a beauty pageant, like we are talking about earlier, before the show started. Um, the first time I saw her, I just knew she was Nigerian. And I was in the company of, of some friends that were non-Nigerians and they were very curious, how did you know she was Nigerian? I'm like, I would explain, but then the more explanations I give is gonna probably sound very <laughs> racist. But it's just, some, there's a way you kind of, smell the blood there's a word for it it's not like you're sniffing at them like vampire you know but it's just the way you you see an Nigerian from afar you kind of know before they even open their mouth and and that you know richness of accents starts flowing your way so we we got talking and why would they even talk for long you know we just say hey victory she told me her name and i remember the name and then after the event i walked upstage and then i'd ask her hey would you like to did i even ask you about the podcast i think i asked you can I be on your podcast? Oh, you did? Yeah. I, I thought it was when I did sure. that. I'm pretty sure I asked you, like, uh, what your podcast was about. Oh, yeah. You, you know like, what? It was very interesting because most Nigerians that I meet yet don't really know about podcasts. Mm. And I'm talking about my friends that are, you know, highly intellectual people because we don't really listen to podcasts. I'm very sure. They can do radio, you know, shows, but podcasts, I had to even explain to them. And case in point, my husband has an iPhone. He didn't know he had a podcast app on it. Oh, it's free too. It's free. So I had to like, show you like, you have it on your iPhone. I was like, oh, really? So when she told me like, I listen to podcasts, what's your podcast about? And then she whipped up her phone and I was like, wow, this girl is after my yeah. own heart. <laughs> so like bringing her on the show was just like, was like nothing. Okay. I remember now. I remember now. But thank you so much for coming today. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Anyway, so um, Victory, first I like your name. It's not Victoria. It's not, I'm sure people just try to call you Victoria. Nope. Like, nope. My name is not Victoria. You know how they say in Yoruba, meaning every name we have, there's a reason behind it. You look at the circumstances of the birth. Just as a way of just getting started, who named you that? And were there special circumstances behind that name that was given to you? So my mom named me Victory. And what she told me, she told me she named me Victory because she had a hard labor. Mm. So she was in labor for like a whole day probably wow. and she was like really uncomfortable. So when she, she said that eventually when she had the child, she was like, this is a victorious event. Your name is going to be Victory. Wow. How many siblings do you have? I have three siblings. Okay. An older sister, a younger sister and a younger brother. Okay. Do they all have distinct names like you? The strange thing is that I'm the only one with an English first name. Wow. Yeah. The rest of them have these Yoruba names that are so rich in culture and I'm just like... I'm curious. Can you give us a rundown of their names? Yeah. My first, my older, my older sister, her name is Ayotunde. That's very unconventional for a girl, by the way. Yeah, is it really? Yeah, because I usually think guys are Ayotunde. Hmm. Yeah, she's she's Ayotunde, and her name is Ifeoluwa Yimika. Well, that's 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 really beautiful deep. name. Yeah. It means God's love surrounds <laughs> me like three sixty. That's really deep. Yeah, and then my younger sister, her name is Pipe Lewaluwa. Just so what they call her, Pipe? Well, is she here? Is she gonna be here? Soon, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine people just pee pay, piper. Oh, oh my goodness, 
Yeah, I mean, there's a completeness behind the beauty of God. And your parents are deep. They like went deep. I don't and think then, I, I don't know many people that people. It's the first time you're in about it. And then my brother is Akinolua. wait for it. <laughs> Akinolua. Akinolua. That's that good. Okay, I like hearing names because for those listening um, to the podcast, one thing about Nigerian names for the most part is there's always a meaning behind our names. So when we come here, we're always very happy. Like I like talking about my name. I like telling people the meaning behind my name. It comes to me naturally, like my ID card, my matric number, or my you know student ID student number. ID. And so when when we introduce ourselves and we ask you for your name, don't be surprised for Nigerians ask what does your name mean. Mm-hmm. And for I know most of my American friends, they don't know what their names mean, and it might be seem like we try to put you on the spot. No, so good, good. So um, tell me about how you grew up. So I know you grew up in Nigeria. Tell us a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. I feel like growing up in Nigeria was kind of to me normal. I what does normal mean? Just a regular childhood. Went to school, came back home. The thing that was probably different about my growing up is that I went to boarding school at 10. So I left Mayflower away. No, I went to Louisville. And Louisville, where's that at? It's in Ogun State too, but it's in like it's in Egypt, so it's not like your regular. So tenth, you were in just one there, right? Yes. Oh yeah. I looked at that was yeah, that was what I went to boarding house too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, I six years? Yes, until I was sixteen and then after I graduated I came here. So I feel like I didn't spend enough time with my parents probably just 10 years and then oh, off okay. off i went yeah so, so you grew very independent yes i've been very independent oh, me too for that like facts okay. me too and yeah 10 they would they ship you off ship you off and you know if my boarding school was even worse because like we didn't have visiting days there were no provisions wait, 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 wait. no visiting days Mm-mm. they had open day like you literally just see your parents they can't give you food you can't make calls is it private school yes yeah, so private school well we couldn't walk all girls we couldn't make calls then because there wasn't like I grew up, I'm, I'm older than you. Yeah, so they went blind, blind, and then they dragged Hey, hold on, not that. <laughs> we just stopped that. Just kidding. Uh, we, had, we had phone booths, and you couldn't even call. You mm. had to relay the message to the secretary, oh. and then they'll make a call for you, and you had to check back in a week's time to see if any pick, anybody picked up on the other end. Because this is when they would toss your line. So your, name, somebody's, your line could be routed to somebody else. But you had to write a lot of letters. <laughs> yeah, we did that too. How, when, this was just probably six years ago right yeah i graduated from high school 2015. it wasn't too bad now that i'm out but like if you ask someone that's still in high school they would definitely tell you oh, it's horrible yeah wow the school has its own i finished school in 2002. Oof. I was I was three. Oh hey, stop it, okay? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we don't want to do the three, math here. Three. Yeah, oh, 2002. So do that math. But anyway, so burning house. Your decision to come to the US was it something mm-hmm. you wanted or your parents wanted? Oh, it was definitely something I wanted. You know why was that? I just felt like, like I said earlier, I felt like the US was a land of opportunity. Yeah. And then based off the fact that my older sister was already here. Ah, so she I, paved that way for you. Yeah. So I was like, well. Because I actually wrote the entrance exam and got accepted into UI. Yeah. But at the same time, I was like, I told my parents, like, if you can afford this, then I would prefer if you send me to the US. Just because my sister is there and I want, like, the playing field to be even. Yeah. For, like, all of us as siblings. Yeah. yeah I wanted you to probably, your parents must be really in love, you've though. Been giving, is that like a circle? Giving, like a tree of money growing somewhere that we can just come and visit and play? <laughs> no, you've been giving all the same opportunities. Yeah, so, so make it makes the best out of it. Yeah. Well, that's really good. I mean, there are many people that could make that same argument for their parents. But it probably couldn't afford it. So mm. kudos to your parents for yeah, you know seeing for sure. the value now. Yeah, thank you, Mr. I think Mr. 
sister, Mrs. Ogubanwo, um, or doctor? My dad is actually a bishop oh, at okay. church. Bishop Ogubanwo and Bishop Mrs. and Bishop Mrs. Ogubanwo, thank you for um, valuing yeah, <laughs> education and giving your, your kids the best. Like one thing about my parents is they always let us choose for ourselves. What you wanted to they do. They didn't tell you, okay, you're going to be a lawyer, yeah. you're going to be whatever you want to do, do it. Just yeah. make sure that like, you're the best at what you do and you do it well. Hmm. It's really good. Um, so you're on a scholarship now, or mm, I have some scholarships for my school that in I did. Yeah, president mm. mm-hmm. Yeah, so Nigerians yeah. coming here. When Nigerians in schools here, they were always supposed we to. Most sure. of the time, yeah, we have to. racking those grades and you know doing yeah. the best we can. You have to. When well, your mom calls you with all the euro rash, like, <laughs> Yeah. All the money we're spending on you. And she will tell you, I'm praying for you. My mom literally is the sweetest. I don't think that woman sleeps. Oh, my mom called me at like, two o'clock in the morning. She's praying. I'm like, why are you? Not I'm like, what's happening? There's something, something going on with and me. Then my sister is a nurse, right? So yeah. she, like, she's learned so much about like humans. Yeah. And she will tell my mom, mom, take care of your blood pressure. Yeah. Do this. If my mom should call us at like, um, let's say 9 p.m. Yeah. U.S. time, and it's yeah. at 3 a.m., my sister will be like. You should be asleep. You should be asleep. <laughs> my, she'll be telling my mom, these are the health risks of not sleeping well. My mom is like, no, they won't I'm get, praying for you. Yeah, prayer is, forget about that. Yeah. My mom like, just, prayer is my sleep. Yeah, man. Sincerely, without the, the, those prayers in our lives, I don't know. Because you know, I'm not, I certainly don't take it as seriously as I do. And I wish I yeah. could, but I don't know. That's a totally different conversation. Yeah. So I think you, you to me, I've seen many kinds of students here. There are typically two kinds of students here, especially undergrad students. Mm-hmm. There are those that are, you know, financially well to do. Mm-hmm. And their parents, you know, are able to support them, and right. there's that continuity of support. Mm-hmm. So you still get your stipend from home and do all of that. Mm-hmm. But there are those that that's one category, which I think that's where you fall into. Thankfully, good yeah. for you. And there's a second one where they the parents had to like you know probably dig everything they had, to maybe even borrow money to like at least make get them on that plane and get them started. And it's almost like once you get to the US, yeah. you're on your own. And those last category of students are the ones I've really come in contact with. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so hard for them. Mm-hmm. They end up having to break their immigration um, laws to like work on that. They they will do illegal jobs. Mm-hmm. Well, they end up working at Walmart, for example. Yeah. But they're not supposed to do that, so they have to like maybe take on four or five jobs cleaning and doing all of that. Not that there's no merit in those jobs, but if you're doing those jobs to survive, to make yourself not get kicked out of school, mm-hmm. that psyche is the psyche of survival, yes. and it doesn't really leave enough space for you to create study, and yeah. study and do your work and as a student. Study, yeah. What kind of suggestions do you have for those prospective students coming in? I mean, you have that privilege, mm-hmm. thankfully for you. But do you think it's something worth it for them? And if you, if you along that line, if you could talk to the parents of this of these people, mm-hmm. what kind of words would you have for them? Um, first of all, I would say like good job for like getting everything you can to send your kid to the US. But at the same time, I feel like um, a lot of people back in Nigeria, their mentality is that once you get it, you figure it out. But the way things are structured here is very very different from Nigeria. Like in Nigeria, if you wake up. I go out you can get a job just find some something to do but here there's so many like there's like the bureaucracy of like you mm-hmm. have to apply tips, yeah. we need your social security number there's like a lot so i feel like if you the advice i'll give is like if you know you can't do it long term i don't know that you want to expose your child to that like hardship of growing up so early where they have to um literally strive for themselves to yeah. do everything or at least if you if you want to send your child to study in the U.S., 
at least have money to like sustain them for like the time when they're here before they find their feet yeah so like i'm talking tuition for like at least four years that's a lot or, like yes but like maybe have like a way or like a constant source of income because like doing it just once and person gets here and then they have to feel it's a lot of stress yeah and then recently they've started like um arresting people really yes and taking them and deporting them back home really yes i've heard a, a case of three people here in, yes in edmund really? that we used to go to ucu yes wow. so like i don't know they call them ice yeah i see yeah they've been taking people so it's not it's really not worth it so if you if you know that you don't you can't afford it i mean yeah. it's hard or you could find like a cheaper country i would say canada yeah because in canada the international students are they're on another level they can work off campus yeah their their immigration laws are more flexible exactly and yeah. in canada apparently it's so much easier for you to get like a permanent residency once you finish school, so you yeah. might consider sending your child to canada instead it might yeah. be colder but like hey it's safer so, do that. yeah i have to think about how much you're gonna pay like a thousand dollars or even more depending on of credit you're taking every semester and they make you take 12 Oh, well, at least on you know for a full semester it's yeah. only maybe in the summer you can take three or nine mm-hmm. that's a lot and i'm imagining that here maybe 12 per credit is maybe like 800 or how much and even in states or even out state tuition they make us pay immigration fees they make us pay um non-resident fees and I'll give so you guys don't example. qualify for institution? No, we don't. International students. Oh my goodness, that's Next, expensive. Yeah, for the fall, I registered for 18 credits. Um, and then my non-resident, just like what I'm paying for not being American is over $6,000. Are you kidding me? I'm not joking at all. It's, it's really and this is minus accommodation, feeding, and yes, all of those extra just stuff. Just what you pay because you know you don't have a blue passport or you're not from Oklahoma. That's all. It's, it's very like. And trust me, this is like, cheap. For some people, for yes. no, this is cheaper. Like Oklahoma. Oh yes, yes yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. If, you, if were, you were like in New York, even Texas, in some schools Tech- in Texas. Oh, no, it's so. Yeah. But anyways, um, then let's go back a little bit. Um, you describe yourself as a an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I like that word. <laughs> you know, I like that <laughs> word, too. and I like that you're young and you you're thinking ahead. You know, so one day CEO, we actually see you because this is your company, this is your line of business. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us um what you do and why why you call yourself an entrepreneur? I know that already, but for those I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I make I call myself an entrepreneur because I am a tailor slash seamstress slash fashion designer slash slash uh, yeah just like. Everything. All the slashes, <laughs> slashing and slaying away, girl. <laughs> You're like dressing up, probably yeah. making yourself up. Yeah, and I make um dresses or clothes usually for women. I'm still trying to learn how to make um outfits for men, mm-hmm. and I make those in my little uh, apartment, and I try to sell them or like make clothes for my friends or for myself just to practice. And I have an Instagram page where I post some of the things that I've worked on. Yeah. So you're studying. You're st- you're junior right now in school. You're mm-hmm. studying forensic accounting. Mm-hmm. And what brought what 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 would you say breath that passion you have for fashion and you know creativity in that line? Mm. Okay, so um, I remember like kind of like not very clearly when I was like fourteen. I went into my mom's room and I found a sewing machine. Mm. I was like, we had this the whole time. My mom was like, yeah, because apparently my great grandma that's my mom's grandma yeah. was a tailor oh. like she used to so she literally had a machine my grandma which is my mom's mom right yeah yeah <laughs> she didn't really like she knew how to do it but that wasn't her passion so it skipped like a generation yeah and then my mom kind of learned but she was like 
skipped it two generations. Yeah, and then I was sorry, and I was like, oh, I, I'm I'm totally in. Let me like set it up for me. But yeah. the machine was already so old, Rusty, it wasn't yeah. working. And then for my, I think it was my 15th birthday, my mom got me his brand new sewing machine and everything. Which was like two, yeah. three, two years ago, because you're still young. Yes. <laughs> she got it for me, and then you know set everything up, and then um, and then after I graduated. While after I finished my SATs, yeah, I went and enrolled as an apprentice, yeah, in a tailor's shop. So I learned like a lot. I was there for probably like roughly three months, and I feel like I learned so many things, which I might not remember anymore. But yeah. like it was just the experience of like immersing yourself, yeah, and, like learning, yeah. And the rest you just learn on your own, watching YouTube yeah, videos. YouTube videos. Did you get freedom? Did you do freedom for you? No, I haven't done. <laughs> So no, you can't free. do freedom. I only stayed there three, <laughs> three months. months. Yeah, whenever I went home last Christmas, my mom was like, "Do you want to do freedom?" And I was like, "I <laughs> so for don't this, think I'm qualified." For those listening, if you learn like an apprenticeship, um, like an like an apprentice led trade back home, be it catering or sewing or even um, um automobile um Mechanics. mechanic work. There's something they call freedom. Basically, this is when your boss like frees you and you can stand by yourself, like a graduation. Almost like you've completed everything that you need to do to stand on your own. Yeah, so that's good. I, I still don't have my freedom. Hopefully, at one day I'll get that. So you're working illegally under your boss. Just kidding. No. But <laughs> so you're a Nigerian living here. How has it been like for you? What's what's the best thing like about being in the US? Um, it's probably the it's what I like best and why I hate most the freedom. The freedom. Yes. How so? You want to expand more on that? Yes. Uh, for sure, the freedom is like, um, as a black woman living in America, is more, is more freedom for me than probably when I was in Nigeria yeah. because I can walk into a room and feel like I'm equal with like my male counterparts, yeah. or like, um, also freedom in that I can go out whenever I want because my parents are not here. Mm-hmm. I can be more social, mm-hmm. which doesn't necessarily mean mm-hmm. bad things, but like. I decisions for myself you can think by yourself for exactly. yourself yeah. but I, on the flip side it's also like a disadvantage because there are times when you really need your parents to like stare you back yeah and there are times when you feel your parents feel like you're grown but there are times when you just want them to like give you advice yeah there are times when you just want your shoulder to lean on that like be a be a daughter again yeah have somebody yeah be a baby for like 10 minutes yeah and then time out mom yeah i got it now yeah sometimes that's not always like an option yeah that's was it the first country you traveled out of like tra- travel to mm-hmm. and you also have a good um um you have a dis- uh, you have an ad- advantage in that your sister was here before you oh, for sure. so you probably you kind of learned to love stuff fast because she kind of paved the way for you she, so i, I want to say that whatever you're like it could have been worse as far as your struggles trying to you know have like a social support system mm-hmm. and i'm thinking the first time you came your sister's friends with your friends yeah you know, she, she drove here if you had the car she didn't have a car. I think she showed you the ropes, so yeah, that was really we good. Took the bus together. Yeah, like, she, she enrolled me in my classes. She already knew what professor was good. See, that was what good. Having was that bad. inside buddy. She told me this is what you need for this professor. And she was not even in your division. Yeah, but oh, like, your department. Freshman year, we kind of all take the same. Yeah, classes, yeah. So she was just like a very useful resource for me to ask questions like how do i swipe at the library yeah can i use this computer and she's like yes you can use that yeah yeah just be awesome what's the age gap between you guys um she's three years older than i am so she's 22 okay okay yeah um so along that line of at least racial identity i know here i've said it before nobody thinks you're african if they see you at face value you're african-american you're black right Mm -hmm. um what does that mean to you like as far as your racial identity like i may be priming you right now is 
when I went back to Nigeria, I thought it would be good because I wasn't black anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I was just me. You, you know, you're a bad girl. You know, just chubby little girl or whatever what it was horrible whatever they call you there i wasn't black i didn't have like you know <laughs> oh yeah no no me we're just very expressive i kind of miss that sometimes um but here there's there's a consciousness whether mm-hmm. you want it or not whether you want to be a part of it or not race is very big how does that make you feel so at first when i got here i didn't consider myself black <coughs> i just considered myself like in nigeria they don't ask you are you black or white they ask what tribe you, are you what from tribe are you? but it's still, like, it's still a classification though. yes it's maybe not as it's not as etched. Yeah, because yeah yeah you can't tell someone's you rap by just looking yeah them, except they're wearing something something yeah so at first when i got here i was like oh i'm not black i'm african <laughs> i didn't go to they call the african superiority no i didn't go to <laughs> And I mean, I didn't mean it in like a mean or rude way. Well, it was just strange to me. Like, That's a very perfect reaction. I yeah, had that sense of reaction too. So I was too. very like, it was a, it was a learn, definitely a learning experience for me to like ah. realize that, okay, I'm black. Because the reason is like, why I felt like I wasn't black was because in Nigeria, there was no black. Because I feel like black is a differentiation from white, mm-hmm. right? So if in the place there's no white, then there's no black. So yeah. Because we're all like black. Together, yeah, black. So yeah. Like, very ho- like, a bit homogeneous. Does that even help you understand that you're non Nigerian friend that you call Nigerian? Like, no, I'm not yes, Nigerian. Yes, I can't relate to how they're feeling too. Yeah. That's why I was able to. Not if it's necessarily bad to be tagged black, but you're like, for me, sometimes it's like, okay, I, I, I I'm not, I, I'm not, sh- I didn't, we did share part of a story. Mm-hmm. It's not fair for me to take part of the glory. Yeah. You know, and sometimes I feel like some that want to do it in a very pervasive way, mm-hmm. just want to classify you as something. And I'm like, no, yeah, we, I don't want I'm to African. Box. Yes. I don't want to put in a box. Exactly. I want to have a voice, not because of my skin color. It's yeah. good. I'm different from you. Your light shade, um, darker shade, came in move past mm-hmm. that observation and then move on. Yeah. But I feel like sometimes people just want to put you in a box. And it, it, they want to see how you react to certain things. Yeah. And I cannot be boxed. Like, nobody puts baby in a corner, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so for sure, when I was here, I was I was very... It was a learning experience for me. I was like, am I black? Am I not black? And actually, recently, I was in like a... I went on a trip to Houston. It's called Diversity Leadership Institute, yeah. where they make us pick a theory. And we study about it and we see how it relates to ourselves. So the theory I picked was like black racial identity. Like, yeah. how do I... Um, how do I identify myself as a black person? Which yeah. at first I didn't, but now like I will tell you, I'm black as my skin color. Yeah. I am African and bracket. I, I always put bracket Nigerian. So <laughs> you have to say that Nigerian. Yeah, that's girl. What's so proud of that? So it's like. <laughs> I know I'm black because obviously my skin is black. Yeah. Like, and it's not more technically black. It's more like ivory brown. Thank like, you. The black color is of just, honey. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or chocolate, you know, if you're really into yes, that kind of stuff. Chocolate, honey. Yeah, because black is just like black. Like, And I feel like a lot of times black represents something bad. Like if, you, if they dress up the devil, they dress him as black. Yeah. If they dress up like holiness and God is white. White, like, yeah. Okay, that's... Yeah. Yeah, and we can always talk about implicit expressive bias. I mean, there's, yeah. there's a whole oh, theory whole about that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I I classified myself as African at first, but now I kind of like just say I'm both. I was talking to a friend the other day, and she, she kind of reminded me of something, which I don't think most of us really realize. And you reacting that way kind of reminded me of mm-hmm. this, is that when you move here from Nigeria, and I'm speaking for, I'm not speaking for all Nigerians, but most Nigerians that move here, and all of a sudden you have to like pick a color, and you're black, sometimes you have that identity crisis, like, where am I? Like, I'm not black, I'm African, I'm yes, Nigerian. Yes. Uh-uh, now you're black, honey. On the forums, there's not, there's like African-American and bl- or <laughs> black. Yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, we're, I'm not American, so I'm just African. So we're yeah. African. Even the black is like, 
not black but you know it's kind of weird to me because i think okay what if i'm black in australia are you gonna say african australian because not even all black people are from africa some are from caribbean Caribbean some are from yeah but like honestly there are blacks everywhere it's a very like uh it's a social construct yeah it's very complicated and honestly it's not it's been going on for so many years. I don't know if you ever. Oh no, it's gonna it. get very complicated because people are not just one thing anymore. Yeah, they like, have people that are like mixed and so all kinds, and now you're having some subsets of people that identify as a different race. Mm-hmm. You can make that argument for me, for example. Just kidding, by the way. Don't take this seriously. I feel Korean inside, but <laughs> I could be the first transracial person you guys yeah. know. Or just kidding about that. Oh, good, good. I, number one, you. I want to say you're very articulate, and 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 I'm not, you know, um. Talking down on your age. When I see people, no, no, don't let anybody take talk you down on your mm-hmm. age. When I see excellence in young people, I like to admonish that. I want to admonish you. Thank you're very you. well put together. You're very smart. Thank you. I try. <laughs> very good. Right. And I like that you have a grasp on some of the things I'm asking you. Mm-hmm. You've hardly paused like on my question. I do. I'm just asking it. I do have a, like a like a couple of questions for you. So. Moving here, you've talked about some of the challenges, you know, and, and all of that. And I know one thing from us Nigerians is we're very cultural. Mm-hmm. And I'm throwing that out as just a term. It could be, we could talk about the positives and negatives of, of that. What would you say has helped you along the line? What do you say has helped you to thrive here while at the same time maintaining your cultural values, assuming you've maintained them? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, I feel like one of the things that's helped me like thrive here first of all my sister yeah like just like when you have an older sister and you know how nigerian uh, older sisters are they just like drag shout you. out to ayatunde <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's definitely like been one of the things that has kept me and yeah. then also my parents call me a lot and you know just hearing their words every day they're like remember the daughter of who you, who you are that's it that's it so that, <laughs> that, that for sure like helps me like keep stay grounded in case you and, forget yes another thing that also helps is like um church because okay. like go to church with nigerians if someone sees you going out of line they call you to the side and, and we're like, very good at that ah sister or they you even see say you openly like, you see in church for, t- for we, one, one, one hour i definitely <laughs> prefer the one where they call you to the side because i feel like that's more like uh, yeah 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 but then like for because at the end of the day like there's only so much people can say there's only so many things people can do if you want to like be not, bad yeah be you're bad. Being, you're, mm. i feel like me personally it's just like me knowing that i owe myself the responsibility of being the best version of myself i can be hmm. like i've been presented with so many opportunities that a lot of other people are not like fortunate enough to get so it's just like my responsibility to myself that's good not to my parents not to my oh. sister, not to my church to you're myself. 19 you're 19 by the way yeah. my, I'm, I'm blown off the park now yeah, like just my can we have more nigerian use like <laughs> <laughs> there are there are a lot and then you, i know they are and then you're even away from home like mm-hmm. this is line of the free and the brave you can like do brave things oh, yeah. and be free about it yeah but you're, you still sound grounded just to myself knowing that like if i mess this up like it's my fault because i've been giving so much i need to like take that in and give back that's much. humbling to hear yeah your parents must really be proud of you i bet they are they yeah. try <laughs> that tells me all the time i'm really proud of you oh so i like to hear it because like a lot of nigerian parents don't give compliments they enough. don't they're like they don't. oh you got I'm trying i'm trying to teach my dad you that, got my tea where's your dad where's your dad too the other people oh that got 100 they have two heads thank you so like <laughs> when i friends, was in school when i was young like you, i used to, I used to come for everybody's my, parents came first to school my parents like have definitely worked on that a lot like they give us compliments now 
they tell us like i'm proud of you so like that really like encourages me to like okay you have to do this you've been giving so much this is like you have to give back well that's good i'm i'm very what's the word for it i'm proud i'm very proud of you and <laughs> Thank you. i'm i'm very inspired that you know we have because you don't it's probably an overgeneralization that I did the other time, but I don't get to really meet a lot of Nigerians, like, mm. you know, here. And then even the ones I meet, like I said, they're usually the busy ones, so you don't really get to hear their story. Mm, but from the general narrative you hear about Nigerian youth, you know, oh, all about money, yada, yada, yada. Mm. But this is an example of a Nigerian youth, you know, staying grounded and doing her thing. She has her own business and she's in school trying to be a forensic accountant in the future, accountant in the future. So that's really good, you know, that's really, really good. So what are your friends like? What kind of friends do you have? Do you have mostly Nigerian friends or mm. have you mixed around? Oh, I, I'm, I have a lot of like friends from like different ends of the spectrum. Because I used to, we have this uh, association called the International Student Council. Mm-hmm. And I've been on the council since my freshman year and this is my junior year. So was I, that why you did the Miss International? Yes, like that's the, why I was there because that uh, was my pageant. job. My duty to uh, collect IDs yeah. and make sure everyone's. You're really nice to dress then. Thank you. I try. Yeah. yeah, so I definitely have friends from like all over just based on like being in ISC as well. And yeah. that's another thing I'll say to anyone that's coming yep. over to school. Make sure you immerse yourself in an association. And honestly, if you have financial issues, they might be able to help you. Mm. It might not be all the time, but. Yeah. Definitely through net- networking and connecting, you might find someone that knows someone that knows someone that yeah. can help you. Yeah, but like making friends in ISC has been like the best experience for me because I have friends from all over the place: Korea, China, yeah. Malaysia, uh, from like Arab, Arab countries, from yeah. Middle East, from just all over. Yeah, I have a lot of like friends from everywhere. But like my friends are closest to me; they're like my everyday people. Yeah. Nigerians, because yeah. you speak the same one. I mean, it kind of makes sense to that yeah, way. We speak, yeah, we we relate to each other, and like I was very careful with that too, because at first when I got here, I I like became friends with my sister's friends, but most yeah. of them were older than me. Yeah, so it's so it wasn't different. really a yeah. friendship. It was just kind of like adopted, like eh, yo, I attend this that sister, sister yeah, 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 can't send you out. So <laughs> you but became like, like a leech. Yeah, friend, I literally was. But the friends that I am close to are like. The friends that I made on my own that we yeah. actually made an effort so that's more meaningful work on this friendship yeah, yeah I'm building yeah. into something yeah okay good okay. I think along that line I think one of the things I've heard it said here is that most um Nigerians like as a whole and this is this is something I've noticed and I wanted to I want to get your opinion on this too you know let me know whether you share that the opinion I am about to share with you or not and if not why because I always try to learn from other people as well is that when we come here sometimes we're very we're into ourselves we only usually mix with you know that and that I've never really had that mentality because when I moved here I just wanted to meet as many people as possible and I tell you that if I didn't like spread out spread myself out and find ways to learn from other people so many opportunities would have been passed you know from me because i learned how to do things more efficiently mm-hmm. you know like for example my chinese friends the way they study mm-hmm. and the way i mean i mean even my korean friends the way they study um the way even shopping like how, how to like get oh, you know sure. the deals because my chinese they know how to really skimp on money like wow. they'll tell you where to like get you know things are cheaper like coupons and mm-hmm. but most of my Nigerian friends, they were good at other things, but not some other, you know, they might seem like meaningless things, but they're also very important things. Mm-hmm. But if you're always with certain kind of people, especially here in the U.S., where this is almost like a very convenient marketplace, 
you know, you can have different kind of stories. You can have maybe different kind of people exchange ideas. So would you say it's a good idea to have, to make friends, even if you're not friends with them, but at least interact to people from different places or just to play it safe, just focus on Nigerians if you're Nigerian. Oh, if you're Nigerian. sure, interact with different people. Because one thing that I've learned, and like I've not always been the best person at like networking. There have been days when I've kept myself. Are you an introvert? I'm an introverted extrovert. So an ambivert. Yeah, it depends on my mood. It depends on the situation. Oh, she has on the people. Yeah. It depends on the the events, the occasion, yeah. the circumstances surrounding it. And then one thing about me personally is that if I know one person in the crowd, I can easily like go out to the whole crowd. But if I don't know anyone, it's like there's already that wall. That yeah, like, oh, I don't like that. Yeah. yeah, but I'll for sure say like get friends from every get as many network as many people as you can. Yeah, because if you're trying to play safe with Nigerians and say, okay, I'm only getting friends with Nigerians. There's no guarantee that the Nigerian friends you get to be like your closest friends forever. So yeah. like, just be open to anything, anybody that anybody that's nice to you, be nice to them. Like, reciprocate whatever you get. And also with like um, Nigerians keeping to themselves when they get here, yeah. I can totally relate <laughs> because like I I haven't always been as involved as I used to be on campus or like doing all the things I wanted to do. I, I think it just takes that push because yeah. like we as Nigerians, even if you notice like. When people try to apply to school here, yeah, they always want someone to do it for them. Yeah. Oh, how do I apply? Uh, go on, how Google. do I do this? How do I do Google that? something and say. <laughs> that's like that's the Nigerian mentality. We just need that push. Yeah. So I would say like if you find if you're like someone that's immigrating and you find yourself just like no one seems to be out there, or you're just like, Oh, I don't know if they like me. Just like that one event that you go, just go there and like introduce yourself to everybody, shake someone's hand, you never know. Yeah. Like, I feel like we as like Nigerians, we, mm. we just need that push. Just someone to like make us like just do it like and for me that push was um the very first time that i went to the isc meeting yeah they needed a parliamentarian and i was just sitting there like i'll do just that raising my hand has changed my life in three years because wow through being in, involved in international student council i've gotten so many networking opportunities so many scholarships like i just just raising my hand and just like, raising your hand yeah and then they called me up to give a speech i was like well <laughs> and then they voted me and then from there literally it's just been a roller coaster of like blessings and networking and there you making go. connections with people and You've it was just that one not. action of raising your hand that's good so you just need that push that one thing that you do that just changes everything so uh, let me think about my own watershed moment yeah, I think mine was more like monkey see monkey do because <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a high energy that I work with mm-hmm. but even my high energy when I came to the US I had to just lower it because it was overwhelming Yeah. but I see a lot of my you know American friends with such boldness at approaching stuff I wanted that because growing up female in Nigeria you're told you, to keep quiet you're, you're, there's a level of fear you walk around with even like can you I do this can I do this ladies, yeah uh, I'm like so I even, even as bold as I was I was still limited in so many ways mm-hmm. because the way girls and boys are raised are so different. I mean, can talk about the merits and the merits of that. So moving here by myself initially and just seeing how things were done different. Actually, people just taking charge. Like mm-hmm. I like that I found, and I wanted to be that way. Yeah. So I had to like mimic a lot of things that I saw around me, almost mm-hmm. like that bird that hears somebody singing and you mm-hmm. singing and you sing back. Yeah. And your yours was just raising your hand. I think for me it was just so many things at the same time. You know, um, signing up for um, volunteer opportunities with students sure. was really good because it was an international um, Christian organization, Chi Alpha. And Ooh, just, I Chi Alpha. yeah, you should come to the one in Oklahoma City. With Charlie and I oh, volunteered yeah, I there. Charlie. And Donna. Yeah, I know. They were the ones I came with. To the pageant? Yeah. Oh, yeah I remember. You yeah. should come. You should, I volunteered. That's why I work with Korean students. Mm. Yeah, you should come there. There's always free meals on Tuesdays. 
So working with international students has really, really helped me a lot because some things you didn't really get to hear about during the school, like classroom setting, you could hear about somewhere else. And also you, you get curious about people's culture. You realize that, man, Nigerians might, be, might have some of our quirky behaviors, but guess what? Other countries do have their own behaviors yes. too that are very different. And you get to appreciate people better. If you hear stuff about you know, their countries on the news, you're not so quick to like jump on like, just that doesn't sound true. I'm gonna call my friend, and then you yes. call him like, "Nah, it's not. It's not that bad." And yeah. like, "Okay, okay, I get oh, it now." Oh. So yeah. So if you listen to this, this is Victory. She's a young, beautiful, dynamic, talented. She's look at her flipping her hair. <laughs> young Nigerian. I said, I said young twice. Yeah, I'm emphasizing the young because she's really young. <laughs> Nigerian under twenty. You know, mm-hmm. making waves. She's um, you know, she's she's a superstar. Entrepreneur studying forensic accounting here at UCL. This is University of Central Oklahoma in Edmond. And she's given us tips on how to, you know, be more productive as an international student. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it might just be showing up to places and networking. It might just be like she did raising up your hand and volunteering for stuff. I'm sure when you even did that, you had no idea what it was all about. No so sometimes just raise your hand and then go study about that later and get the qualifications. Mm-hmm. You know, but if she didn't do that, like she said, it was a snowball effect. It opened many opportunities for her. So if you are listening to this and you, you just want that push, this is this is a symptom of it. This is like a working example of just how raising just your hand it, can like, do it. You just do it, kind of like rip it off like a band aid. Just do it. Yeah. Well, um, this is it. I mean, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for having me. And I, I would like to end with a question for you. What What is the next five years is gonna be like for you? And five years is gonna be twenty something for you, which is too young. I did it match twenty four. <laughs> Don't count it, you young girl. Twenty <laughs> four. Wow, twenty four. You saying wow for twenty four? Oh my goodness, champion. No, it just it just seems so far away to me, like right now in my head, in the head. Keep gloating, okay? I'm looking at you right here. <laughs> yeah, in the headspace I'm in right now, five years is like. Okay, in five years, let me see. By God's grace, I hope that to have graduated from college, yeah. be working in an accounting job that I really like. Yeah. Hopefully, doing something um, still creative, like with my sewing yeah. on the side, like when I get back from work. Yeah. And I really want to get into something related to the FBI. I don't know FBI. How that will work? Yeah, mm. with my forensics. Yeah. So maybe something like financial crimes. money. Yeah. And the reason why I actually chose forensic is for the Nigerian government. Hey, maybe like, we can go and walk the and overhaul it. Yes. Like the like, monkeys and the rats and the scorpions snakes. that else snakes. Yeah, oh my like, goodness. I feel like snake lives no matter, by the way. <laughs> there's no way you steal money. You have to wire it to an account. So yeah, if I can the, study the that and figure out how it's done, I'll yeah. really be able to help with like international crimes yeah. in general. Like who's funding ISIS? Obviously, yeah. they get their money from somewhere. Yeah. So try to like figure that out. Well, that's yeah, good. and then by 24, hopefully hoping to like maybe be in graduate school. You want to go to grad school? I, I, I'm still Lucky. thinking about it. Yeah. Like, it's not a decision that I've come to because uh, at the end of the day, I feel like I might have to pay for grad school myself. Yeah. Just being that I don't want my parents to like, that's, they already did enough. So, yeah. So that's good. I'll be still figuring that out. Yeah. 24. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so jealous of you right now. You have you have it well, I do have it on my side too. Well that's good. I think along that line of forensics though, maybe try seeing if you can get internships. Yeah, yeah. For or even fellowships they can apply to mm. that can position you for that kind of job you want. Yeah, I if don't you, really know a lot because, like, I feel like for the for the FBI and the CIA, they need you to be American. American citizens because they yeah. can't give you like this clearance and all that security clearance. Yeah. So we'll see how that situation. Yeah. But, but at the end know. of the day, I feel like 
if the FBI and whatever doesn't work out, I can still use my forensics to work for like accounting companies yeah. or Nigeria. Yeah. yeah, I think there even there's some trainings they can give you, maybe for like international aid. Some trainings they can give you where you can apply. It could be linked to the FBI or CIA or mm. whatever whatever yeah. financial and they can use that as a way to apply because i have friends for example that are nigerian the nigerian air force they come here for trainings and they teach them on tactics and they go back home and, and do mm, stuff so they could be smart. you know do stuff like that just yeah find out but anyways um young lady young lady whatever your hands do find to do in the future i wish you the very best and I'm super proud of you. And then, and even the pride I have in you, it pales in comparison to what your parents, you know, must feel for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, keep keeping that straight head and keep you know. slaying, <laughs> slaying as much as you can. Well, not in the Nigerian slay mama kind of term, oh, no. but slaying all the all, all the things you're doing Same and grade, yeah, 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 four point zero, and you know. Showing them how it's done and your your sewing business. Now, for those that might be interested to know more about your sewing business, where can they find you? So I'm on Instagram and my username is uh, at garment underscore T-O-R-Y. So it's like whenever I was in high school, the class, the sewing class was called garment making. Mm. And then my name is Victory. So I was like, Gamintory. Oh. So that's what I call my business. Nice. So it's Gamint underscore and then T-O-R-Y. Yes. So right. Gamintory. Well, there you go. And um, we didn't talk about Nigerian tellers. We should probably bring you back and talk about Nigerian tellers. Because I have a huge beef with Nigerian tellers. You're probably responsible half of my body image issues. <laughs> they just never get it right. <laughs> yeah, Nigerian tellers. Tellers in general. But like, you have to understand that our work is really hard. Too. Our work is really hard. So we just put yourself. Time- <laughs> Sorry, close surgeons. <laughs> I didn't know it was that bad. <laughs> Every time I make a dress for someone, me personally, I am like, I'm just praying that it, like they like when they see themselves in the mirror, they yeah. see what they like expect. Yeah, because like for me, it's very like I hate when I make something for someone and they're like, oh, I don't like it. Yeah. No, I work really hard on this. Yeah. Yeah, so that's why I pray with all my dresses. I hope it fits. Way you actually you say prayers pray. on them? Yeah, I just pray. Because uh-huh. honestly, it's very disheartening when you make something for someone and they're like, uh, I think I want you as my surgeon. Sorry, part. my tailor. It doesn't <laughs> they're like, oh, no, it's too tight here. Yeah, yeah. Like, I tried. Oh, well, that's good. You actually do have a good heart. Yeah. I, I try to like make sure everybody's happy what they see. Like, good luck with that. That sounds like a very tough job. Well, anyways, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. It was really nice thank sharing your story. You. And um, yeah, we've, we've we've talked a lot about so many things and school adjustment, cultural values, being Nigerian here, and on your hopes and aspirations for the future. And this has been the Multiple Podcast. Thank you all for listening. I'm your host, Multiple. Catch you guys in another episode of the Multiple Podcast. Bye. Have a good day. Bye. <laughs> so that was it. Wow. Thank you so much. Now, um, what do you think about my podcast so far? Oh, I really, really like it. I think like I think you're going to go far basically because Aww. first thing you're consistent. Secondly, you're like open to like just pouring like all the talents that you can find from around into it. And then third of all, one thing I always say about like entrepreneurs that I've heard is that if you put what you put in is what you get out. And I see like your setup, you've put in time, money. Aww. Honestly, you can see the microphone is cheap, but I'm sure it wasn't cheap. <laughs> So like wherever it's cheaper in, than what I could you know yeah wherever yeah. you put in is what you get I mean, yeah. so like, like you put in a lot of effort so you're definitely going to get like something good out of it. thank you so I feel like I should just adopt you <laughs> <laughs> for sure for sure well yeah. then, well you know you know my house if you ever want to hang out here yeah. Yeah. I want to I want to Oh, yeah, yeah. Ah. I'm doing it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
Baby, 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 baby. <coughs> baby, you know what it is. 